Welcome to Irreverent. This is Daniel French, vicar of Salcombe in Devon, an occasional contributor to this fantastic podcast. Before we start, please consider sharing this podcast on whatever social media platforms you use. I think it's fair to say that this is a new venture and over the last few months has produced some really uh, exciting input and material. I think it really deserves to have a wide audience. So it all helps. As I tell parishioners, the share button isn't dangerous. Just press it like, um, let's pass around irreverent um, because there's a lot of good stuff there. If you find yourself, and I suspect many of us do, time rich in lockdown, good time to pick up some reading. Well, what would I recommend? As a vicar, I can't but recommend the Bible. It is, after all, and I'm not being facetious here, it is, after all, by God, what better and bigger author? In a world of spurious facts, dodgy dossiers, wild conspiracies on both left and right, along with a mass of trivia online, and boy is there trivia and rubbish, uh, the Bible, I suggest, offers us, with hindsight now, many of us can see a sane, stable and balanced view of the world. Now, we might say, hang on, God in the last 12 months gone off script. Well, I suggest even a cursory dipping or a visiting of the sacred scripture highlights. Actually, folks, this has been the script all along. Life is precious. And it's never meant to be a, just a series of accomplishments, prizes, goals, sweeties on a conveyor belt of progress. A series of self-improvements. Life, as the Bible shows it, is full of challenges. As much as there is joy and happiness. There is salvation for sin, failure and suffering, judgment, redemption. It's all there. This is the script. And this is the script that God has put himself in the centre of, in the person of Jesus. Not because God is needy or an attention seeker or a, a tyrant, but because by locating himself in that centre, becoming our axis mundi, by putting us off the centre, he actually draws us to himself. This is what is experienced in the scriptures as a, and in the lives of the saints as a truer freedom. Not the shallow, just doing and being whoever and whatever I want to be. Seeing life as a series of selections. But finding a freedom that is deep. A freedom even from yourself. Psalm 55 beautifully done by Mendelssohn in the piece Hear My Prayer. Oh, for the wings, for the wings of a dove, far away, far away would I rove in the wilderness, build me a nest, and remain there forever at rest. Do we want to be just 
by the weight of our own egos, a lump, a rock, resting on shallow ground? Or do we want to be a kite, flying and finding the best? But a kite needs to release so much. Now the Bible as a book can be intimidating by its density and complexity. I recall as a, a child sitting one day in a, a babysitter's house and picking up the King James Version Bible and thumbing through it. You know, it's the one that had the, the floppy cover and the very dense text, almost Germanic fonts. I looked at it and I knew it was important. I knew that what was in here was significant, but it seemed so dense and unreadable. Uh, I put it aside, considering it too mountainous. Perhaps it was for my age, but I think many do the same. Now, later on at 17, after the sudden and tragic passing of my uh, adopted dad, I opened up a copy of St Luke's Good News that had been sitting there collecting dust on a shelf, sort of something I suspect a, a vicar had passed up or picked up in a church bookstore. I know it was the Good News edition and maybe its clunky language is not to everyone's taste yet. I, I flicked it open randomly to see you know, what can God say to me here and now? Close my eyes and put my finger on the text. And I got up to Luke six twenty seven. 27. Uh, love your enemies. You see, here I was looking to see if God could say anything to this serious-minded teenager, grieving, yes, but also looking for a politics, for a way, for a lens in which to operate in this confusing world. So here for me was the words of eternal life. Like St Peter, I could say after reading this, where else can I go? There was no higher calling. And I've realised ever since, and, and boy, it feels at times like it's getting harder actually to do this, that when I come to the pearly gates, I will be judged not on how reciprocal I was to my chums, how good I was at back scratching, how caring even I was to my family but it would be as to how sacrificial I was even to my adversaries. Gulp. That is a high bar. That for me is the noblest of politics and it's the one that should define everything that we do. It should be the blueprint, the DNA, to our civilization. And woe betide any who would say to the contrary. I mean, in a world of division, the world that we find ourselves in at the moment, and just look at the news, look at America, where we might say, for instance, let's take up the left's idea of critical theory, uh, and under basis, a development of Marxism. And it's very worst, it divides the world into groups, one which must vanquish the other, cancel the other, all in the name of supposed justice. This seems so contrary to the dictum of Jesus of Nazareth, as does some of the other stuff that's coming on the other end of the political sphere, to propose tradition without love. Uh, that is just uh, another form of hate. Well, 
That dictum of Jesus to love our enemies tells a different story. It is the upside-down politics of the kingdom of God. God, yes, may be a God of justice and righteousness, but he is even more a God of love, of agape, of sacrificial love. God has gone off script. You know, I still have that little good news edition of St Luke's Gospel. It's one of my spiritual treasures alongside uh, my Jesus prayer rope. Uh, if the house were burning down, there would be the two things that I would run into to get once we were all out in safety. It's a spiritual treasure sitting here uh, on the shelf just above my computer here. So what's my advice? To conclude, I'd say, folks, pick up the Bible. Most of us do have the time. Don't kid yourself that you, that you don't. Few are that busy. And if you don't believe me, then, well... If you've got an iPhone, as I have here, pick up your iPhone, go to the settings tab and see how much time you're spending on your smartphone. We have time. God made time and God made time for us to spend it with him. This is his gift, the gift of time. Let the Bible be that gift to you also. And, you know, there's nothing wrong uh, with even say opening up and i hear people do this all the time the first few pages of genesis and so saying well i found that really tough um genesis chapters one two and three it's all there the whole story of redemption is encrypted there and if as far as you've got is those first three chapters give yourself a pat on the back you've done well you've actually got in a nutshell the whole scripture it doesn't matter don't feel a failure if that's as far as you've got to begin with. You've opened a door, even a little. And you know, even if you open a door a little, with a little bit ajar, light can still pour in. You've discovered something. I'm going to conclude with uh, my favourite collect from the prayer book. It's one that when um, we had scripture lectures at seminary, uh, this was read out at the beginning of uh, each lesson. So let's pray. Blessed Lord, who has caused all Holy Scripture to be written for our learning, grant that we may in such wise hear them, read, mark, learn, inwardly digest them, that by patience and comfort of thy holy word, we may embrace and ever hold fast the blessed hope of everlasting life, which thou hast given us, in our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen, and thank you very much for listening.